week is brought to you by Combat Flip Flops. Bad for running and even worse for fighting. Combat Flip Flops are your ticket to the unarmed forces by providing you with the military-inspired quality footwear for men and women. Be sure to enter the code UNITY at checkout to help support the podcast. And in support of women in developing countries, head over to CombatFlipFlops.com and become part of their unarmed forces today. Welcome to the show, Caleb Francis. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, hello. How, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm so excited for your episode because we finally met in person in a weird serendipitous way that we didn't mm-hmm. expect to meet in person. No, yeah, that was pretty wild. Out of the range. I know. Came it's funny because... Yeah, you... Fuck, that was funny. God, I love <laughs> that. I was. I came home and I was... Um, I was telling a few people, they're like, what'd you do at the range? And I was like, well, people shot things. They're like, you didn't shoot? And I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't feel like it. And they're like, okay, weird. Why were you there? I was like, apparently to run into like one of my new favorite people, which is Caleb Francis, because we had tried to have a podcast before the show. And then JT, because JT said to me, he's like, Kelsey, I was like, listen, I need some good people. And he goes, Caleb Francis. And I was like, great. So I started looking up whoever this Caleb Francis guy was. And then I realized, holy shit, you're kind of like a deal. (laughs) Uh, A little bit. It's starting to grow. It's uh, getting there. I mean, starting to grow. (laughs) Yeah, I've been working on it for a couple of years. It's, uh, It's starting to get to where it's getting noticed, I guess. Yeah, well, and it deserves to because your shit's thank funny you. as hell. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I told this story to you when I met you and I'm going to tell it again because it's still one of my favorite clips that you've done. And I think it's because it resonated with me. So Caleb has this clip that basically he does these back. I, how do you explain what you do? How about you explain what you do? Yeah, I just, uh, I usually, you know, a lot of videos I'll play like a girl or like another character and uh, it'll just be like two people talking back or two or three. I'm either just turn my hat backwards or uh, if I'm playing a girl, I usually just put like a sock or uh, a piece of toilet paper or something on my head just as hair, as a joke. And uh, then I'll just go back and forth between the two characters uh, about a, a random conversation or something that I think is funny that goes on in life that's uh, a lot of people do. So, Yeah, but the way you do it, I think you bring... Um a lot of levity to it. You, you bring a little bit of light to it in the silly situations that I think people overlook in their lives that they should be laughing at or, or making jokes about. I don't know if people are too afraid to or they just don't have the comedic ability. But the point is, you had this clip and this one particular clip I enjoyed very much so because it reminded me of living in Camelford, Ontario when I was in high school <laughs> and going to these parties out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the woods, our parents would drop us off in the middle of the woods in these trucks and there would be a bonfire that would cause, you know, concern for any other fire department in mm-hmm. the middle of the woods. Yeah. And we would just stack pallets and tires and we would burn shit. And there's this one you did and it's about, I don't even know how to, I don't, I don't want to wreck it because I'm horrible at it, but it's like you had this clip and it was like this girl standing there and she's like, hi. And the other guy's like, I'm a truck. And then the other guy's like, I, and you went back and forth and you did this whole uh, yeah. thing. And they's like four by four. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a four by four. And then he just, the clip ends and it's so, it hit me so at home because it was so similar to things I had experienced. And to some people, it might be like, Kelsey, you're an idiot. That's not funny at all. But I, I, 
argue you're wrong and i will put the clip and attach it to this episode because that yeah. shit is funny it's it's to the people that it's relatable to uh like growing up in these smaller towns and stuff where there's not really a lot of diverse personalities <laughs> so like uh the girls their personality was i'm a girl who drinks beer so yeah. that was that was what and drove the dudes wild and the dudes personalities were i'm a dude who drives a truck and they just become a truck <laughs> yeah and they're like i am the human embodiment of a truck you're like oh okay and then they fall in love <laughs> But that's exactly what it is. I can't tell you how many people in Camelford. I love Camelford. I love you all. And I know some of you listen to this, so don't yeah. be mad. But but like the point is, is like that's how it felt in high school to me. Yeah. These men would spend all their money on lifting their trucks or or doing something to it, putting tires on it, doing this and that. And then they're like, ah, I am a truck. Mm-hmm. That's that was my same like growing up in parts of college when I go back home and stuff. This It was the same stuff. We'd go up in the woods. We'd have a, a giant pile of tires and it would be the same people, you know, no matter what year it was, the same mm-hmm. type of people were there. <laughs> so, yep. It's like, I, I it's like, all too well. it's, it's like generational trauma. It's yeah, like, it's crazy <laughs> that it's still the same. Like it, those same parties are going to go on forever. It's I, ridiculous. I think, you know, what we should do. I think next time I'm down, we should go to your hometown when we oh, know gosh. there's a party going on, but yeah. like not say anything and yeah. just show up and prove our point and do some filming <laughs> and make some clips and be like, what year were you born? They're like 2012. You're like, yeah, they're going to be like 14 year olds drunk as yeah. hell up in the mountains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, And you can't tell me that that doesn't need to be recorded somewhere <laughs> and, and turned into something hilarious. Yeah. People are gonna be like, uh, what? Yeah, Man, it's fine. Normal. <laughs> it's normal behavior. 12 year olds yeah. are allowed to drink. Leave them alone. That's like uh, when the Amish when the Amish leave their hometowns and go to uh, Rumspringa. It's just normal life. Their little kids are just getting drunk all the time. That's so weird. Do you have yeah. okay? So let's back this up a bit. Where exactly are you? Like you from? Uh, I'm from Wyoming County, West Virginia. It's like Southern West Virginia. You can't tell at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm always uh, gonna have quite an accent. But it's, I think it lends to what you do. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. So explain Uh, to me a a little bit about how you kind of, you went from this like small town, I'm assuming it's small based off of just your accent alone. Um, Explain that to me because when I started finding out about you, I didn't know a lot about your background. You know, you really start to kind of peek online with the comedy and and the sketch comedy and what you're doing so i couldn't dig much further so i want to learn a little bit about what makes kayla francis tick <laughs> uh so i've been making videos and stuff uh on the internet since gosh i was maybe like 12 or 13 when we first started it was me and some of my friends that uh we I hung out with like all the time we would make videos together and uh, when we first started it was it was all on youtube and a lot of them are still on youtube and uh we would do kind of like jackass kind of stuff. And then we would have like where we would blow stuff up and uh, we were like dragging each other behind four wheelers and stuff on like tiny, like toy cars and like doing donuts and stuff like that. So it was like some of it was like stuff we'd get hurt doing. And you know, that kind of, that's when jackass was really big. And uh, we just kept doing them through the years. And we started doing like skits where it would have kind of like a, a plot 
and uh it, and they were all absolutely insane mm -hmm. but as the years went on and like my friends went to college and stuff uh i kind of just kept doing them you know by myself because well, we weren't seeing each other as much one of my friends moved uh, away to like north carolina and uh, or south carolina and then my other friend moved away so we weren't really seeing a whole lot and uh, i was like well you know i'll keep doing mine by myself every now and then and then i started working at advanced auto parts like delivering uh parts to like different auto shops and stuff mm -hmm. and got the people i met then like prime ultra like redneck dudes that would mm -hmm. just come come in every single day for parts like they they ran an auto shop out of their garage or something like that and just the stuff they would say and like when they would come in and just it was insane like it was like crazy some of the crap that these dudes would say and that's when i started making my character uh west virginia dad and it was just me kind of like making fun of like the way these dudes were that came in every day like how insanely redneck they were and like the crazy shit they would say like one guy in particular that i remember he would come in at, like at least every other day and ask for something but one of the times he came in it was right before closing he comes in and he looks around he looks at this rack of engine coolant and he's like, y'all still got that engine coolant that kills dogs? And we were like, me and my manager looked at each other and we were like, what? He's like, yeah, the, the engine coolant that you can give to dogs and it'll kill them. And I was like, we were like, I don't know. We're like, I don't really? think so. And he's like, ah, he's like, man, he's like, my neighbor's dogs got into my fighting chickens and killed all my chickens. He's like, so I was going to get some meatballs and soak it in engine coolant and toss it over to his dogs. And we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that was the kind of dudes that came in all the time. And like, uh, he's telling you his plan. Yeah, yeah. He's like just telling us that he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm just going to kill all my neighbor's dogs because they killed my fighting chickens. We're like, this is insane. Like if this was filmed, this would be like some kind of documentary or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's like what my videos were first uh, based on that started actually going viral. And uh, then I came up with my own chewing tobacco line just because like the guys would always come in that had spit running down their face, like dripping off oh. their chin. And like it was always hanging out of their mouth. So I made the videos of that, the, the yeehaw chew and all that stuff. And those were my first viral, viral videos on Facebook. And uh, so I worked on Facebook for a few years, really trying to grow that. Uh, and I started focusing on like my Instagram and stuff too. And then TikTok came out and it just like, you know, exploded. It, it became so big. And it was so easy mm -hmm. to grow on there. And now that's like my biggest page. And then Facebook's still my sec second biggest page. But all the stuff that has come from TikTok has like helped me out so much. Like it's helped my Twitch grow and it's helped me meet all these new people. Like that's how I met. Uh, well, I knew Jerry from uh, Instagram, actually. That's where he first messaged me. That's, you know, that's how I got hooked up with a lot of these people from them seeing my videos on TikTok and stuff like that. So it all just blew up on there. And uh, it's just been like growing on all of my other pages ever since TikTok, thankfully. So yeah, Dude. and now here we are. And here we are. And next yeah. thing you know, you're just hanging out at the Black Rifle Range shooting commercials yeah. with Matt Best and Darnell yeah. and just yeah, yeah. Meeting doing all these some crazy shit. People. Yeah. <laughs> and now this is like my like my whole job is just making content with these guys and still doing my own thing and like, you know, streaming and making my own content. But now we have like all these you know, professional like film crews that come out and film stuff for us. And we like we'll come up with a bunch of ideas and we're like, all right, when when they're here, we'll film all this and then we'll film little stuff ourselves. And 
like the crazy pictures we did recently and jared just started his hot dog company so that right and then we made like a ridiculous commercial for hot dogs that is absolutely insane and it's so funny because like no one has ever done anything like that for something like hot dogs so it's just it's it's crazy and it is like the sky's the limit right now there's so many things we could do and it's just all these people are always here that and that's what has been so nice like you know it was such a small town back home I had my like choice friends that had the same kind of humor because I mean obviously I might sound like a big redneck but I don't have like the same kind of like humor or personality as the people that I grew up with like for the most part I had yeah I had my my few friends but you know being there and wanting to do this as a career was so hard in that kind of area so small nothing even this like actual cities and towns are nothing compared to like most major cities like this the small town here in bernie is like as big as the city back home so it's ridiculous and now being down here and working with all these like people and you know there's somebody to bounce ideas off of like every day there's all these groups of people that work within black rifle and it's it's crazy like we have come up with so much stuff there's going to be so much stuff being filmed and done this coming year that it's it's awesome it's so cool to be a part of I just love that you're so happy with it. You can see the the passion come off you when you talk about it. And I yeah. understand what that I understand what that feels like. You have to leave. You almost have to leave those small towns to in order to be who you can be. You yeah. need to have creative minds around you. You need to have people that oh, understand that the sky's the limit and that the ridiculous videos with hot dogs aren't ridiculous at all. They're going to yeah. make you crazy money. Yeah. 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 Like you never know it. Like just these little things could become your whole income, like some little random idea or one of these avenues that that you make content on. And uh, that's something I tell people all the time. Like, you know, I stream video games and stuff like that, but I'm not like crazy huge on there. But people will come to me and ask me stuff about it all the time, like especially from back home. They're like, yo, I want to do videos. I want to do stuff like what you're doing. How can I start? TikTok, just it's so easy right now. You can post anything on TikTok and it could go viral and you never know how quick you would blow up or who's going to see it and be like, oh, wow, this guy, this guy's so funny. And it's, it's so available right now. I'm not saying that it's easy, but if you have, you know, like the desire or the talent or just anything to do it and that's what you want to do, you could do it right now and it could be your, become your whole life. Like, a lot of people just know that they're not meant to be doing like a, a nine to five or to go to college for so long. And and that was always a, that's something I struggled with because I got like almost almost six years of college and I never could decide what I wanted to do. Like I would change my major like every two years and because I, I didn't want to do it. I always wanted to do something with the videos. And and now finally, the last year that I was in college, I was going for the physical therapy program. And I'm ready for the program now. Like I've got all my prerequisites, but that the very last semester was when my videos started taking off and I was starting mm. to get paid for myself. I was like, wow, I was like, I'm making what I would make if I would have finished college. So I was like, why would I keep doing this? I'm just going to go for the videos and make it, you know, my career and actually just go for it. And so I didn't go back to a school that next semester and just went all in on making videos and stuff. And yeah, like it, it could happen for anyone if you want to do it. Well, that's it. And and that's what you say. It it can happen for anyone. It's not easy. But the thing yeah. is, you can do it. It's possible. You have to want it. You have to work for it. You have to put the effort in for it. Anybody can yeah. do anything that they want, but exactly. it really comes down to how hard, how much do you want yeah. it? How bad do you want it? Yeah. 
Exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I totally know what you're saying. I, I echo your, your sentiments at, all across the board on this. I, honestly, I think it's, it's pretty incredible to see someone like you come from a very small town like that, but make yourself known. Like you made yourself known. People know who you are. And yeah. it's not like they know who you are because you're a shit talker or you're yeah. a liar or you're, yeah, yeah. you know, they know who you are because you make them laugh. You bring light and levity to their day. You bring you bring comedy and relief. And and that mm-hmm. I think people underestimate the value of comedy in, in someone's life when they're going through what they're, you know, a difficult time. For example, COVID wiped millions of businesses off the face of the earth. Yeah. It's caused a suicide epidemic to spike. It's caused overdose rates, at least in Canada, to go through the roof. But all that you need sometimes is a little moment of laughter. And you provide that by just going on Instagram for two seconds and watching any any of your videos will make you laugh. Any of your videos <laughs> will make somebody's day better. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It's not that you're over here curing cancer. I mean, you might one day and I would yeah, like to sure, see the nice. promo video for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Make an I ad could... for the cure for cancer. <laughs> Yeah, there's a whole clip based around that. You know, there's a whole clip yeah. that could be based around Caleb Francis coming yeah. up with the cure for cancer. Yeah. And it could have like some weird, it could be in like some, it's some weird like shipping container with like guns yeah. laid all out. And then you have like one little area that's just for medical equipment. It's literally this big. It's like the tiniest. It's a yeah. kind of a medical area while the guys are just changing guns. That's you over there going, hey, hey guys, I think I found the cure for cancer. I, think I figured it out. Yeah, I think I figured it out. Yeah, (laughs) what are you doing over there? I've been curing cancer. Cured cancer. What? Yeah. I mean, we should probably tell somebody. There it is. Jesus, Jesus Christ! How long have you been doing that for years? Worked on this for years. (laughs) This is my point. (laughs) Oh, I've been working on this for years. What? When? a whole lab in my bathroom what are you talking about what this is what i'm saying oh there's so many skits yeah oh, like, like, oh, you're gonna get yeah. so many awards huh? maybe i don't know yeah. I guess we'll see. i mean maybe <laughs> just <laughs> oh oh while they're just putting NVGs on to go out do something you're just in there in a yeah. white lab coat just with your corner clothes off <laughs> What are you doing? Just doing a little science over here. A little science. Oh, oh man. This is exactly what I'm saying. There's so much value to you. And I think it's interesting that you were able to see past your, uh, that's another thing. Maybe I'm under the assumption, but how do your parents feel about this? Uh, You know, I know that they're, they're super happy for me now that now that it's really, you know, a real thing. But uh, I think they were always worried, uh, like especially because like, I have three older sisters, so especially like I have like four moms, and uh, they were always yep. just kind of worried that, that that I needed a job that was gonna have you know like insurance, and I needed a job that was gonna like be paying good, you know. And I've done those jobs, like you know, I worked in an oil rig for a while, and I did that just so that I could pay for another semester of college. Like once my uh, financial aid ran up i was like well i was like i gotta go work for a while to just to pay for the next semester of college i did that and it was miserable awesome money but it's just miserable you're working 14 days straight like 12 and 14 hour days every day you literally as soon as work would be done i would eat and go to sleep and i'd wake up and same thing over all day long you're off 
for you know a week or two weeks depending on what kind of like hitches you're doing but it's you're so i'm just like so wore out and like that i just don't want to do anything like i had mm-hmm. no motivation to just do anything so i just and it's not like i'm calling these people like dumb or anything but it's like i feel i can't do this mindless work like i know that there's like a lot of you know things that go to it but i feel like there's just so much more that i could be doing and like i I, I feel like my brain is just like always moving too fast to just sit and do these like mundane things like every day, the same things every day, every day, every day. I can't like I could never do a job like that. And, you know, it's awesome the, the people that can do that and, you know, and they have a passion for it. That's awesome. But like I always knew that I was never going to be able to like do that and do the same things every single day. So it was always a struggle. You know, uh, I'll whenever I know whenever I was first really going for it. Uh, like my moms and my my uh, sisters would send me multiple things like hey this job opened up you should probably go check it out like a welding job or you should probably go check it out it it's got uh insurance and you, need, you know you need to have insurance and i'm like well okay and i remember the time that whenever i was doing it and i was really going for it you know the videos and uh like i, I was making the knives on the side and stuff like that and uh, it was good, but like, you know, it was still kind of like I wasn't making as much as I was hoping to be at the time. And uh, I went for this job interview. I got the job. I went and I was getting the test. It was a, a welding job. And uh, I went and I did all of my like drug screening and all that. And I was supposed to start like two days later. The very next day, I got like uh, an offer from a company for like a sponsorship. They're like, okay, they're like, we want to pay you monthly to do that. And I was like, I was like, fuck it. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to that job. I was like, I was like, this is, this is happening. Like, uh, you know, making the videos, it's going to work. So didn't go to the job, kept doing that. And then just kept working on it and it, it all worked out. And now they're all, you know, super happy for me, you know, <laughs> but, uh, and I, and I get it. They were just looking out for me. You know, they wanted to make sure that I could afford everything and then I had insurance and all that, but yeah, yeah, it all worked out, and now you know they they tell me how proud they are and stuff all the time. So it's it's good. Because that was going to be my thing, right? Was like, what are your? I wonder when what would parents think of this? You know, I have a son now, so I'm I think of like my son being like, "Hey, mom, I'm a I'm gonna become a YouTube star." I'm like, "I'll punch you right in the face. <laughs> I'll kick I'll kick your teeth right through you." Like, do not for a second say that to me, kid. Like, I mean, but I don't know why I'd be okay with he was if he was like a professional athlete, like yeah. an extreme athlete, like his dad was, who was a supercross. He's like, mom, I'm going to be a supercross racer. And I'm like, okay, are you fast enough? He's like, if he's like, yeah, I'm fast enough. And then I'd be like, I'm worried about your head. But if yeah. it makes you happy. But then I think about YouTube and I'm like, I will kick your teeth through your chest. Like what? No, you need. No, no. Because that just feels so. um that that makes me nervous. So then I impose that nervousness onto him yeah. when it's his choice to figure it out and find what makes him tick and work for him. And so I can only imagine. I know when I know what you're talking about when you're talking about the oil rigs and things yeah, like yeah. that. My my brother did that. My brother yeah. went and worked out in Alberta. It's like the Texas of Canada. Yeah, they yeah. want to separate. You know, it's a whole thing. But mm-hmm. the, so they, he went out there. He did that life. And I remember him saying to me, "Fucking smart kid, man. Super smart kid." But he's like. I can't do this. Like no. this shit is just. No, it's it's not for everybody. Like it's a you know, killer job. Uh, there's a lot that you can. There's a lot of room to grow in those kind of jobs and to make mm-hmm. insane money and mm-hmm. not have to work early at all. Like I mean, you're in if you're in those jobs for a few years, you know you can become like 
friggin' drill operator and just be hanging out in a room basically all day running the drill and then you're making insane money and you're not you're not moving you're sitting in a leather chair all day with a bunch of controls and if you get to those kind of points i mean and then you go to, the, to school and stuff for that if you get to that sure awesome if that's what you want to do but it's just i feel like it's so boring like that's monotonous yeah that's the only thing it's like i don't want to have to be doing the same things every single day over and over and over and over, and over. like I, I feel like i couldn't do that so i mean and the world would lose out on your comedy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be a true loss to us, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. People underestimate, I'm telling you, people underestimate creative minds and people underestimate creators and thinkers and people who are willing to just try something different to make others laugh. Like there's so much, there's so much hope and and promise for society when I see that. Like again, my son will. He thinks he's funny as fuck. He will stand behind the couch and he'll be like, he'll be like, hey, mommy, how's it going? And then he'll pretend to trip and then he'll fall and be like, stand up like that. Was that funny? Like he th- he finds comedy like the yeah. greatest. And he yeah. he tries so hard to make others laugh. And because when he sees others laugh, he feels good. Right. And so he's yeah. already wrapping his brain around that. And I feel like as long as we don't stifle that. We might have a little, a little could, comedic. Yeah, it could become his whole like life. So, yeah, yeah, you never know. Like, now is the time. How old is he? He's five. Oh well, yeah. So if he's already yeah. having some kind of interest in it like that, then yeah, you never know. He could be giant here in just a few years. Yeah, he loves. Uh, he loves to like, mummy, f- mummy, film this, mummy, film this, <laughs> and then he'll do wheelies and do all these. I'm like, oh, yeah, God damn it, it's starting. <laughs> yeah, if he's starting this young, it, he could already start blowing up in no time, and then just be a superstar. And then I could be like uh, Ryan World parents, where I just live off my kid mm-hmm. for like yeah. the rest of my existence. Oh yeah, It'd be perfect. We wouldn't even, I would just be able to hang out at the range and not even have yeah. to work this. We, yep. we could just do that. Yep. That sounds God, perfect. I need to start Michael Jacksoning my kids. Yeah. You need to start filming them more. Just film all the time. Every minute. I'm just having waking <laughs> moments of him just being a sociopath. It'll be great. I mean, it's not ideal when he starts dragging his hatchet down the cul-de-sac to go to the woods to chop some shit up, <laughs> but he did started that at four. So I feel yeah. like. Might as well let him do it. You might as well let the four-year-old have a hatchet, a real yeah. sharp one. It, it feels right. I feel yeah. like I'm I almost sure. need to be living down there. I feel like my husband and my family and I need to be living down there because I could literally just be like, Caleb, take him for a day. Have fun. He'd come back and he'd be like, hey, mama, I have an accent now. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, yes, 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 you do, sweet pea. It would be incredible. Uh, so with yeah. you, though, what is the... What's the plan? Like, what's because there has to be some aspect of this job that helps your mental health. There has to be something, you know, a key to this that that keeps your mental health dialed, because we talk about mental health on here. And, you know, I try to pick people's brains and ask them, like, what is it that you're doing that's allowing you to cope through this number one pandemic bullshit? And I know, obviously, Texas, it's a lot different down there. So you guys are having it very easy. So mm-hmm. I can understand there's a, yeah. you know, there's an aspect of that. But in general, I mean, you can't tell me that you have never gone through tough times. This feels like this had to have been a big light for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's been plenty of times, especially back home, uh, like when most of my friends weren't really around anymore. Like, literally the only things that I did, 
I would wake up uh, around like 11 or noon, eat, go to the gym, come back, uh, cook, hang out for a little while. And then I would just stream and play games with my friends. Like I, I've not near been streaming as much down here as I, as I need to be because we're doing so much more. And I'm like mm-hmm. tired. Like there's a lot of days like, <laughs> we're filming or we're doing something. And then, you know, nine or 10 o'clock rolls around and I'm already like half asleep. So, but back home, uh, you know, I wasn't even getting on like games and stuff until 10, 11 o'clock at night. And then I would play and stream until two or three in the morning with my friends. Cause that's like the way we hang out now. Cause they all mm-hmm. live so far away, but I would do that. And I mean, but then, you know, a lot of the time I was still just pretty much like alone most of the days. Like it was like, just me alone, like all day and then hanging out with my friends. So, you know, it, it kind of like would suck, but, uh, you know, being able to make the content and, uh, you know, working out, I always, a lot of people say that like, you know, and not my diet could be so much better and I could be doing so much better, but just working out in general is so good for you mentally that, uh, everybody needs to be doing some, some form of, you know, physical, movement every day if they can it's just such a good thing for you all around uh and it just does like with all the endorphins you know, and dopamine that it gets your your body pumping out and it's i feel like that was like one of the only things that really like helped me i think if i weren't mo- like working out or anything i probably would have been terrible i probably would have been so like just depressed and just like laying around and not doing nothing and but uh Working out obviously plays a huge role into your your mental health, and uh, especially these days, a, a lot of gyms are closed. Like back uh, when it first really broke out, our main gym was closed for like six months. So we had to get some stuff at the house and, and build a little gym in the garage. So that helped out a lot. Just getting outside if you can and, and go like hiking and stuff like that like I love hiking and, and being in the woods and camping and stuff so we did that kind of stuff regularly and I would do that a lot by myself uh but I've kind of just always had like a an outlook on life that's like almost like forcing myself to just try and be positive like uh you know I can't control everything. I can't control how things are going to happen in life uh, for the most part. Um, so I'm like, ah, you know, what can I do? I, I got to make the best out of it. You got to make the best out of pretty much everything. So work through it, you know, try and do your daily things, get to the gym, work out and uh, figure it out. You, most of your, your problems and uh, a lot of like typical cases like depression and stuff like that are you are completely in control of it. Um, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, you, you have medications and stuff like that, but there's so many other ways that you can handle it and uh, and make it so much easier on yourself. You just got to, like, get in that, like, mindset. I know it's, it's so hard for some people, but once you get into it, your diet, you're uh, doing some exercise, eating better for yourself, getting some, just getting some sun, like, that's, like, go out and be mm-hmm. in the sun for a little while. And that, like, is just, that kind of stuff is so crazy, like, what it'll do for you. So I've always just kind of been like that. I'm like, ah, I need to, you know, if I'm not feeling good and feeling weird, I, I need to go work out. I need to go be outside for a while or whatever. And it pretty much always helps. So mm-hmm. just, it really is just a mindset thing. Uh, you want to, you have to want to help yourself. 
and you have to want to be uh, in a better place mm -hmm. mentally and physically for uh, you to get there. So that, that's just kind of how I've always tried to be. And uh, it's, it's always seemed to do well for me. It's carried you through. It's carried you through yeah. the bullshit, has it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's good, though. Um, there is, yeah, with medications, there is, there's a line. There's definitely a line in the sand where meds are when somebody's brain is chemically imbalanced and cannot yeah. and is not firing on its own. There are, exactly. there are times and places for that. But this, there's this thing called seasonal affective disorder, which I don't think anybody in the South struggles from because you mm -hmm. guys don't get fucking rain like we do. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like when I left you, I won't see sun for yeah. a long time now. Yeah. And I'm one of those people who has like a light box that like mimics the sun and it's called seasonal yeah. affective disorder. And that's that that is like that is no joke. Like that stuff will punch you in the face. And I'm active and yeah. I work out and I do and I eat, you know, I mean, yesterday, yeah. like, shit. Oh, sure. But, yeah. But there's this overall this overall arcing um, way to look at things and, and in balance and, and having everything that you need be accessible, but not just accessible. You're utilizing the tools in front of you to, to better yourself. If you're saying I'm depressed and you're lying on the couch and you're never in the sun and you're mm -hmm. eating Cheetos, I'm going to be like, yeah. there, th that's why. Yeah. You could, well, you could do a few very simple things that would probably help that. Um, yeah. Yeah, sense. yeah. A lot of, yeah, a lot of, yeah, sure. The people who, Legit have the you know uh, imbalances and stuff, but so much of it can be helped with very simple changes. So well, yeah, yeah, it's you gotta you gotta want to help yourself. Well, that's it, and there's you know there's plenty of things. I mean, for me, I have PTS and I have major depressive disorder, but mm -hmm. I'm not on any medications, yeah. and it's because I use psychedelic treatments and therapies oh, and yeah. other and other healing modalities that have really helped rewire my brain to the point where. I don't feel like dying every day. So that's a fucking fantastic thing. And yeah, not having to be on a pharmaceutical is, is ideal. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Just, yeah. Because pharmaceuticals, right? It's just so, yes. So bad they're, for you in general. Yeah. They're rough on your body. They're rough on the uh -huh. pocketbook. They're rough on everything around. Yeah. There's just no need if you don't need them. No. Yeah. There's so many side effects and yeah. So much of it can be helped through very simple things that if you can do that way, then you should want to do it that way. Yeah. You know, you need to have like, um, you should start your own, like, uh, I don't know how you would make it comedic, but I feel like there's a way to make it comedic. You should have like your own, you know, how people have those workout things online and you can sign up and get like 12 weeks of this. And then you do workout videos. And like these, I feel like I could picture you in, like, you got to get black rifle to make you, um, a John, um, John Fonda, Jane Fonda, a John Fonda. They need to make you a John Fonda onesie that's like got yeah. black rifle all over yeah. it. And it's got like the color. And you just do like legit, legit workouts though. But you do it dressed like that, but you're serious as shit. Yeah. And you do that and you offer that. Now that is a monthly subscription I would <laughs> I would subscribe to oh, in a yeah. heartbeat. Well, my my Twitter followers would lose their minds if they saw me and stuff like that. That's the point. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's the point. You can't sit there and tell me that wouldn't get you views. Do not tell me. Yeah, Literally, no. Caleb Francis has his own workout program. Have you seen what he wears when he does it, though? <laughs> Have you seen? He uses ammo boxes and guns as weight systems. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's fine. If you just have in the South, you have no weights available. If you just take your M17 and you just, you just like this, I mean, that shit would be fun. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I just, I have content I want you to do just so that I can witness it <laughs> for no one else. Yeah. I'm like a weird, it's like a weird porn director being like, do it for me. And then be like, I just want to watch it though. Oh, now right. nobody else is going to see this. What? <laughs> what? What are you this talking just about? Me. Okay. Just unlock the door. Let me out, please. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh man. Oh Oh man. See, this is what I mean. I miss, I miss being down there and, and being around these, you, you know, the creative minds that you guys yeah. all have your uniqueness and perspective on things is really, is really um, refreshing. And it's, it's really special to kind of see and watch you work. And I, I, I was, I was going to say is I, I guess so I got to watch you actually work, work. I actually got mm -hmm. to see how you do what you do and you're a champion at takes, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had uh, quite a few that day. Yeah. Yeah, but like not even that many considering yeah. like your lines and what you're doing and who and yeah. all the people you're doing it in front of. My God, that was a great clip. And I, I um, for the life of me, I'll just never forget watching you try to put a clip into <laughs> as a in the like, revolver. Yeah. It's fine. It's just, it's fine. There yeah. was just so many great things about that day. Darnell and then yeah. not being Darnell, but like, let's just call him Darnell. <laughs> so Darnell. Yeah. that's right. It was that. And then getting to be at the ranch and, and kind of watch you guys do, do your thing. And then, you know, getting to just find a photo of you on my camera roll. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. You got to have one for the uh, contact info. I know, but no one's ever done that to me in my 32 <laughs> years of living. And so when I saw that, I was so happy at the effort that you went into to put yourself into my phone. It made me, oh. it made me, it made my day on it, honest to God. But I remember I was standing there with everyone and they were all just kind of doing their thing. And I just was looking like the poltergeist and waiting and watching everyone shoot everything. And I look back and I look, and I said, is that Caleb Francis? And like, yeah. And I was like, I got so excited. I almost like ran to you being like, hi, hi, hi. Only because, you know, when you, you feel like you, you connect with someone when you're watching their stuff, you're like, I could be friends with that person in my life if I actually just met them. Yeah. And then I met you and I was like, he's the teddy bear I've been missing <laughs> in our society. You need to like come to Canada and you need to do some shit up here. Yeah. That uh, honestly, a lot of Canada uh, is some of my like highest places that I want to, uh, what is it? Banff? Is that how you say it? Banff, uh, Alberta. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. The province yeah next that's to me. one of the like biggest places that I would love to hike eventually and see once everything starts opening back up, uh, lots of places in Canada I'd love to go to. So, oh, I'm, I'm sure I'll be there before too, too long, hopefully. Good. Well, you have yeah. to, and we'll have to take yeah. you around. We'll take you do some hikes up here in, in British Columbia. Cause there's, Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Alberta is great, but like, yeah. we're kind of the best. Yeah. Like I want to see all of it. Just all, I mean, do you need to see the East? Uh, I mean, just whatever's beautiful. I'm trying to okay. see. Uh, yeah. So just stay Alberta over Okay. Alberta, BC. And then you've got yeah. the flat prairies mm -hmm. all the way to Ontario. And then once you yeah. hit Ontario, you're just in Ontario. Okay. Um, 
And then you, there's Toronto and our capitals there, but yeah, sure. Okay. And then you go to Quebec and they just won't talk to you. Oh. I think if you, if you did listen to Gage's episode, he will tell you a great story from Daisy May, his own story, not even influenced yeah. by me yeah. about his experience in Quebec when he was in the band. So oh, wow. listen to that. Cause that shit's funny, oh, but wow. <laughs> unless you speak French, don't bother. Um, and then you'll hit New Brunswick and it's very Acadian French and East Coast D. And okay. then you go a little bit further. And then you start getting like the um like the Newfoundlanders. Now those are drinkers, mm. those are the people, yeah. Nova Scotia, PEI. Yeah, yeah. You want to go far, you want to go far, far and far, far. You want to go okay. just run those edges. Yeah, stay away from the middle. <laughs> the middle's all right. The people okay. are great, the, but the landscape isn't. I mean, yeah. the people are great in most provinces, but the landscape, like now I'm just generalizing whole provinces. This is going to end yeah. well for me. Um, it's fine. 86% of my listeners are American. Don't worry. About okay. That. So it's fine. Um, but the point is, it's not like, I mean, go to where the places are the most beautiful that you would probably thrive in. I yeah. feel like you would kill it. You would do so amazing in Halifax, Nova Scotia and like Newfoundland when all the guys sound like they're from Ireland, but they're Canadian and they yeah. drink so much. Like it, it yeah. it's a whole, it's, it's a vibe. <laughs> okay. The lifestyle there. Yeah. They do a lot of fishing and British Columbia. We'll just get you some Lululemons okay. and we'll put a cute vest on you and a cute toque. We'll get you like the runners from Vancouver. And then you can just be like, I'm going hiking. Okay. All right. That's how we, so hike. That's, the, that's how they, that's what I have to wear. I mean, <laughs> I will make that part of a prescribed uniform for you to okay. be welcomed in. Um, it'll be great. It'll show up at the airport with you when we pick you up. It'll be a whole okay. outfit. We'll get Black Rifle to put their name all over it. So you can just be like a walking billboard. Okay. And then we'll take you up. We'll do the Chief. We'll do Squamish. We'll do Pensictum. We'll do Whistler. We'll introduce you to all the Aussies. You'll fall in love. You'll never leave. Okay. And then you'll end up moving to Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. I used to, uh, I lived in Australia for a while when I was younger. What? Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, I lived in Australia <laughs> from uh, when I was nine to ten. Your parents just moved you there? Uh, well, my dad works in like coal mines and stuff, and uh, okay, he's like uh, a boss in the coal mines. And the company that he worked for at the time was opening up a bunch of branches in Australia, in New South Wales, and they wanted him to go and help start up some of the mines, like uh, hiring guys and like teaching them and, and getting them ready on everything. So he went over for a few months to get everything set up in the house and stuff. And then we went and we were there for like a year and a half, something like that. And wow. uh, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I didn't like I, I did some homeschooling while I was there, but it was basically like I was on like uh, a year and a half long summer vacation. <laughs> I was just like literally riding my bike and like playing outside and doing all this crazy stuff, like just like every day the whole time. Uh, so it was it was killer. I don't know how Aussies get anything done. No, yeah, we lived like we were one street away from the beach, and it was like a, a quaint little town. We were, uh, I think, like forty five minutes from Sydney, and then almost like thirty minutes from Wollongong. So it was it was awesome. We were going and doing something like every weekend and just exploring. It, it was so much fun. Like I'll I'll eventually go back and go to where I live just to like see it all again and, and uh, like travel and stuff so 
I mean, if it if you're ever allowed there again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it ever happens. I mean, it it, it could be a minute. It yeah, could be. A, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's all right. There's I have transplant Aussies all live in Whistler. All That's of Whistler. Crazy. Yeah. All of Whistler is Australia or yeah. England. Like we have so many people that come over and work the ski hills and stay yeah. there. Yeah. And then they end up marrying a Canadian and they just stay there. And we have. So you go up there and very often, like you, you rarely, if you meet an employee at any of the hotels or any of the ski lifts, will they be like, I'm from BC. Yeah. <laughs> I just live here and I just decided yeah. I'm going to just stay here. And then just like, no, everyone's like, no, I'm on a visa. I've been here for a while. I'm probably never going to leave. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> I could, I could see that. So it's like, do you really need to even go to Australia? We just have it for you. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm Perfectly each, fine. Australia. Okay. Yeah, so many Australians. And if you're really into Asian people, we can dial you in on that as well. Okay. Hmm. Did you not know that? Just a whole Asian section of Canada? Uh, I don't call it this, but there has been, I've heard people use the nickname Hongcouver. <laughs> okay. I, I don't call it that. <laughs> But I've heard that expression. Yeah. Um, well, there is a reason why Canada, well, British Columbia in particular, had to institute a extra tax for people from China coming into British Columbia and buying up properties and leaving them empty. So there's an extra 15%. They were using it as shells, right, to, to drop their money and just come in and buy yeah. up all our, our empty properties. So then what happens is we have this massive influx of empty homes which then get rioted and homeless people and burned down and it's yeah. this it it was such a problem before covid they brought a new tax bracket in just for those people who bought wow. into yeah yeah mm -hmm. uh, that's crazy yeah, yeah it's a, <laughs> <laughs> well like there's so many things i'll say to you after yeah. the show and you'll be like what and i'll be like yeah don't you wow. know about this you should be scared it's fine it's fine anyway the point is there you're we're, you're so welcome here caleb you, okay. you would you yeah. would i mean you would love it as long as you don't have guns um or you want to have freedom of speech or okay. you want to be able to move within the country without uh papers or um if you just want to be told that you can have a lot if you just want to have do you really like go with me do you really like lawn signs lawn signs um, like lawn signs. Like if you wanted to have, like, say all of your sponsors have a sign and you're like, I'm gonna put it on my lawn. Oh, okay. I'm not allowed to do that. Huh? Uh, you, as of yesterday or the day before you can have, you can have a KKK sign. You can have like a Nazi flag. You can have any lawn sign you want, but in Surrey, where I live, where our new mayor instituted a new law that says you can, it's illegal to have a sign that says, um keep the rcmp in surrey which means keep the federal police in surrey because this new mayor made it so that we have a separate police force now for this area which caused our taxes to go through the roof in the area yeah and he's now made it illegal to have a sign that supports the federal police on your lawn jeez so, i mean come visit there too huh? <laughs> Maybe I'll wait a little while. It's a good time. Wait just a little while. Yeah. <laughs> That's my, just don't, just don't have freedom of speech, guns, or lawn signs when you're so out. Or that oh, particular yeah. sign, okay. Or that particular <laughs> sign. <laughs> okay. I want to have you come up and wear a full body onesie that says that. 
oh, and stand you like a gnome on the front and call bylines. See- Wait, for somebody to come and say something. <laughs> and do a whole skit around. Yeah. And get that sign out of the yard and just punch him in the face. Oh, my cheeks hurt. It's not a sign, it's a shirt. It's a onesie. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Just throw them. Oh, oh my God, Caleb! Oh, they can't say nothing about that, right? It's not technically not a sign. I know. I'd like to see somebody try to move you as well. Yeah, you're you're not a tall. I mean, you're not a short dude. No, no, I'm not like crazy tall, but I'm I'm just not small in general. I mean, when I hugged you, you're like a head and a half taller than me, (laughs) at least. Yeah. I'm like, give you a hug. I'm like, I'm being swallowed into the teddy bear. man. (laughs) It's fantastic. Um, But yeah, so what I'm saying is like, you're welcome. As long as you want to just give up all human rights, you can have that. Um, Again, come visit me anytime you want. The incentives are there. I can tell. (laughs) But I need you to smuggle me some coffee as well. So yeah, okay, I can do that. I'm officially out of the espresso I brought home and I'm What's it like it. trying to order stuff like that? Is it pretty simple or is it a pain? From Black Rifle? Yeah. Um, honestly, up to this point, I've been fortunate enough that Logan has just sent me everything oh. that I've needed Perfect. up to yeah. this point. Um, but I do know they have a Canadian arm in Edmonton, I believe, that nice. uh, you can you can purchase Black Rifle from in Canada and then they can ship around. I know. I just why I keep telling Black Rifle, just give me that code, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only way. Yeah. The only way I can have one of these guns is on a mug. Mm-hmm. So I just I feel like I just carry it around now for safety. About it. Just <laughs> <laughs> I it's I have this vision of me being on the range with everyone shooting guns like that you guys are all allowed to shoot mm-hmm. and then me just being like the stereotypical canadian with like an rcmp officer following me around the range and me pulling out different guns and him being like nope and taking the next one and being like <laughs> me grab the next one nope and then taking the next one and then me just grabbing grabbing the mug with it on it and going yeah. can i shoot out of this and be like no restricted and just taking like, my mug out of my hand <laughs> it just smashes <laughs> You can shoot nothing. Oh, this sucks. So you can't. So you, what kind of guns can you have? Like just like I think we're allowed. Guns? Yeah, I think we're allowed like some longer stuff, but it's not the only thing I personally like to shoot is like a C7, which is like your I like M16 C8, so short barrel more. Yeah. Like I like those. That's my speed. I'm really happy yeah. with that. I don't even fuck with handguns. I don't fuck with shotguns. I don't fuck with like when Logan had his new his new shotgun out there in the yeah. the case. Yeah, I watch Matt. He's like, "Do you want to shoot it?" I'm like, "No, not after watching what you just did. <laughs> you're you're a superhero who just fucking single handedly fired yeah. that from the hip and then cocked it with one like, yeah. and then yelled yeehaw. Like, I don't have that in me right now. I can't compete with that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know. You can shoot. You can have some handguns. You can have some hunting rifles. I think you can have certain shotguns. Obviously, can't have things like sawed offs and whatnot. But yeah. you can't have you can't have yeah, what you deploy with. Stuff, yeah. Anything with like more than I think I'm gonna talk out of my ass here. Like five five rounds in a mag. Like there's or oh, eight okay. rounds in a mag. Like it's it's very restricted. It's very restricted. Yeah, okay. and if you're caught, then you're 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 doing some time. I am a small person, and I don't think mm-hmm. I would fare well in prison. No, uh, yeah, they throw you around. I mean, 
I wasn't going to go that far, but. Yeah, well, yeah, we're going to toss you around. <laughs> no. Do you want to go to prison? I know what prison's like. They'll throw your ass around. <laughs> thank you, Caleb. I have never been, but thank you for your clarifying and letting me know exactly what would happen to me. <laughs> it's fucked right up. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. So you've discussed how you come up with your content, pretty much the stuff that you had before, the stuff about your hometown and things like that. What is coming next? Like what is coming that's going to continue to elevate you and, and do bigger things? Like what are you doing? Can you talk about some of the stuff you're doing? Uh, well, supposedly I already have a role in a movie. Oh, oh well, uh, actually uh, I might be in Canada sometime in uh, 2022 because that's where the filming of this movie is supposed to be. Uh, my manager got me a role in a movie and okay. it's already up on IMDb and everything. And it's uh, like a film adaptation of a uh, like Christmas comedy movie. Yeah, and, uh, we have a lot of those. Yeah, it's supposed to be getting filmed in Canada, at least as of now, that was is the plan. So sometime in 2022, that's supposed to happen. Um, nice. We've got a, a couple of guys here now that are working with us that are already talking about wanting to put me in some of their movies that they're working on that they work with a company they've got a crazy crazy budget and uh they're trying to get me into that so that yeah that's always been the ultimate goal if i could have been in you know some kind of movies or some kind of like comedy series just like skit show anything like that would be you know insane and that's where i've always dreamed of uh, uh, this leading to <clears throat> so now it's just kind of waiting until it's time to film that stuff because we've got some guys coming back here next week i think mm-hmm. it'll be we'll be filming a bunch i think they'll be here for a week and we'll probably be filming every day that week a bunch of stuff we're working on and uh that'll be bigger stuff <clears throat> but yeah the movies and uh and who knows where that could go like uh just kind of getting my name out there more being in some some bigger stuff uh because the movie that's based on that, uh, like the play, it was like on Broadway or something like that. And it won mm-hmm. all, all these awards. So now it's being done in a film adaptation. And uh, my manager is, uh, she's the one who wrote it. And she was like, yeah, she's like, I chose you to be under me because you are this guy from my play that I wrote 15 years ago. She's like, you're him to a T. She's like, so I chose you because I want you to be him. She's like, I don't even want you to like uh audition or anything she's like i just want you to be him i was like oh i was like well okay if that's what you want she's like, yes and uh so if that you know if that all goes well that could be crazy and who knows where all else it could go after that so yeah that's always been the goal something in comedy some kind of show movie and then just making the skits and the ads and all that stuff and who knows I, i'd like to eventually have some like of my own companies like uh who knows like i'd like to have my own gym at some point and uh maybe some other kind of like little little sub brands and stuff but we'll we'll Mm -hmm. see where all that leads that's fucking awesome man i love that and the reason i ask you is like number one i want our listeners to follow you and 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 promote you and be and be you know as taken back by you as i was when i started you know because there's listen there's plenty of people that are doing what you're doing yeah what resonates with you is you're this normal guy 
who works really fucking hard, doesn't rest on his laurels, doesn't say, well, I've gotten viral, so I should just be viral. Yeah. You fucking work hard, Caleb. Thank you. You're welcome. And it shows yeah. and it's noticed and it hasn't gone unseen. Your shit is legit for a reason. And I think that's why I'm like, tell us so that people can look forward to what you have coming. Because as soon as you're able to promote the movie, once you're done filming, you know that you have to stop back in here. And if you're in Canada, you have to come yeah. into the office, into oh, the studio yeah. and you need to actually come and, and sit with me and talk with me. And then we'll film some hilarious things and our oh, yeah. people will get to see you and meet you. And um, they're going to fall just as in love with you as I have over the short period of time. I've got to know you and and not only am I just excited for what you have coming, I'm excited for all of the people that get to witness and be around you while it happens because yeah. you bring such fucking positive light. And goddamn, do we ever need that more than anything in this world right now? And you are such a shining light, Caleb. But I'm just so fucking stoked for you, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. It's it uh, doesn't even uh, seem real a lot of days. Like when we're just like, man, like this is crazy. This is like what I'm doing for a living now. This is my life. So yeah, it's you better awesome. believe it, baby. Yeah. You better believe it, because that you can't go backwards. No, yeah, no. It's yeah, I can uh, pretty much steal. Uh, only going up from here. Yeah, you. It's all you can do, and that's yeah. all you're meant to do anyway, right? You're kind of yeah. like. You're kind of like one of those like reusable rockets that Elon has where it's like, yeah. I'm meant to go up, but I come back down and say, hey, but I'm meant to go right back up. <laughs> it's like you you make it look you make it look possible for everyone else, too. Yeah. And I think that's what's great about you is you you've shown people that they can come from a small town and be told, no, you shouldn't be doing this or no, you shouldn't be doing that. And instead of listening to everyone else, you stuck to your beliefs and you stuck to your guns. And I mean, look at look at you now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh it is attainable for pretty much anybody if uh if you really want to do it and uh and uh you have the, like motivation for it so yeah well i'm i'm stoked that you got to come on please please keep being a positive example and a positive light for those because like I said, we need it. And the more we have of you, then the less we have of shitty TikTokers that we have to deal with. And we can have people <laughs> with substance who care, who understand yeah. what hard work and effort look like. Just keeping fucking awesome, Caleb. We're we're so excited that we got to have you on the show. Is yeah. there anything else besides your social media handles I want to hear? Tell me. Uh, no, not uh, really. Just, uh, you know, keep keep doing it. Keep trying to be as positive as you can. Uh, I know everything kind of sucks right now, but uh, it'll be fine. You just got to get out there, make it work, go to the gym, get some sun, and uh, yeah, it'll be fine. Dude, you're fucking awesome. Tell us where everyone can find you and follow you on every platform, please. <clears throat> uh, it's Caleb W. Francis on pretty much everything uh, other than my Twitch, which is Grizzly Puncher. That's always been my video game boy name. So okay. uh, yeah, and I, I try to stream as often as possible it'll be a lot more uh very very soon so yeah i'm usually on around like 8 or 10 p.m central but yeah mm -hmm. kw francis on everything else you heard it everyone go give him a follow give him some love share his stuff he's funny as fuck he's great and he, i can attest he is exactly who he says he is in person he is the world's greatest teddy bear and i'm so stoked to have had you stick with me caleb and i will talk to y'all next week <laughs>